Hello everyone, this is Will. This is Alex. Welcome back to another episode of They Mostly Come Out at Night. Oh baby. Mostly. Boy, do they come out at night. They come out in the dark. Yes, when you're alone in the dark. Hmm. Hmm. Of course, we are talking about the 2005 masterpiece by Autour Ubel. Okay. We're doing a re-review, and we changed our minds. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's actually a good, a good movie. It actually rips. Yeah, the scene where they, um, the scene where they shoot at nothing. um, I've decided that it's avant-garde and is genius. You know, I didn't get it at first, but then you know what? Watching it again, my my I my third eye opened, and I was like, you know what? This is a great movie. This is this deserves to be up there with the greats. Godfather, Part One and Two. Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Oh, was, oh yeah. You, you know it does. Just, m- <laughs> it it just you can marvel at the uh, the artist artistic vision that Uwe Boll had. <laughs> oh God, that hurt. <laughs> uh, no, okay, no. no. Not quite. All right, before we start, <laughs> go on Please. our YouTube page, subscribe. Wherever you find this Get podcast. Get notified, RSS feeds. I just put us on Facebook yeah. uh, podcasts. I know Facebook is a dying platform. Facebook podcasts? Yeah. I got an email about it, so I'm like, you know what? Let's get approved. Hey, listen, you know? if they want it, they got it. If they want to try it, then we're on there. So cool. just anywhere you can find podcasts, that's where we are. Follow us. So follow us wherever and, uh, you know, reach out if you want to. We can get back to you, you yeah. know. Whatever you want to do. But anyway, we are available wherever podcasts are made. Anywhere. In any shape or form that you want. <laughs> we have almost 200 episodes. They have plenty of content. Oh, if this you. Is your first episode. You have so much joy. Uh, just don't go back and listen to our very first ones. It's kind of embarrassing. So. Unless you really, really I mean, care to hear the, a millionth take on Monos. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, if you want to hear the history of they mostly come out at night, there you go. Like you... We started with the most cliche thing we could think of. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> but tonight we did. We are reviewing "Alone in the Dark." Now the nineteen eighty-two. We memed in the beginning, but this is a nineteen eighty-two original "Alone in the Dark." Um, very, very insanely <laughs> different than the uh, the Uwe Boll one. So. Um, not based on a video game or anything like that. Uh, just its own thing. And, uh, yeah, this one was this surprised was really me. Good. It really it really surprised me. It's really good. It's an actual movie. Um, you know, home invasion movies... I, I don't even call this a home invasion movie. It's kind of a home invasion movie in a yeah, way. Yeah, the last, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, but, like, it's not really a home invasion movie. Um, it's more of like a... It's a lot. I don't even know what to call it. I mean, it just, it's, it's like a, a th- I guess a thriller. It's like, like a slasher thriller that culminates in a home invasion, but there's just, it's just. There's a lot going on. Yeah. And I would say like one of my least favorite genres of horror. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have a good one, mm. right? Like Strangers was good and whatever. whatever. Mm. Um, but it's not my favorite style of horror movie. I'm home not invasion. Like, I'm not like super into home invasion movies it's just, just played out it's hard to do like a new take on a home invasion movie that it's also been... hard to 
do a take on home invasion where like it doesn't depend on people being really stupid right because they're in their house usually yeah Yeah, their house yeah and then it usually ends with them letting somebody in like okay yeah well and you know you can make a new vision of that or whatever but it's just really like kind of played out like a lot of like a lot of horror movies have done it and so it's just it's not high tier for me no um usually but i like this one a lot it's uh so if you like kind of like slasher with a little bit of like peppering of uh home invasion in there i'd say go give this one a watch before you um before you you, uh listen to this because like if you like anything like that it's really it's a really well done really well made movie if you like 80s hardcore punk rock you should also give this a watch yeah because there is a sprinkling of that Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of fun (laughs) Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome, and I don't know, like, there's a lot to like here, so if mm-hmm. you're into that sort of thing, here's your warning, go watch it, and then come back and listen to this. Yes. So, um, anyway, now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> let's start Alone in the Dark. Well, <sighs> so, I mean, I mean, we memed, but right from the opening, you know this is lit. Yeah, so it's, it, it's insane, like, I, it's just like a... It, it starts as a fever dream already. Yeah. Because it's like this diner, and it's like... Mom's diner. Exterior, and it's like snow on the ground, and it's like the windows are all red, and then one of the windows is green, and it's just mom's. Mm. And so it's the a guy... guy walk- slowly walks up. He walks in. He sits down. There's only one other person up there. There's table. a guy just like staring on, into nothing. Yeah. He just He's just completely zoning out. And um, the waitress walks up, and she's like... She just kind of talks super. Well, she's kind of like robotic. She's like, like, you want the menu? And the guy's like, no, I... No, um, I'll just have the usual. I'll have my usual. And then we get like a quick shot of like... She gives like the ticket to the chef. And this kitchen and is like... And the kitchen is like just on fire. It's like the like entire thing is on fire. Um, and someone like drags away the ticket. And so he like talks to the guy about nothing. And Yeah, like, he's like, the guy's like... They're calling for rain today. Something like that. Yeah, and, like, he just, like, both of them, like, have that kind of uncanny valley where they kind of, like, act like animatronic robots. Yeah. Like, you know, in, like, a amusement park like, yeah. ride or something like that. <laughs> They're just doing the motions. And she, like, brings over this giant dead fish and, like, just slaps it on the table in front of him. And the guy kind of looks at it, and then a frog shows up on the table. A frog leaps onto the table, and then... For no reason, the chef is out of the kitchen with, with a this giant, giant, like, knife. This giant, like, butcher's knife thing. It's a weird-looking thing. It's yeah. all mirrored and stuff. Um, and he starts, like, speaking this, like, Bible, like... Like, you need to cleanse the sinners and, and then, all like, this stuff. And then, like, two chains, like, coil around his legs. Oh, it also like, starts raining. Yeah. Two chains, like, coil around his... Oh, inside. Inside the diner, yeah. Yeah. And the waitress starts saying some, like, biblical stuff. And then he, like, two chains, like, wrap around his legs, hoist him up upside down, and the sh- the chef stands in front of him with the knife, still speaking about how he has to cleanse his soul and all this stuff, and he raises up the knife, and just as he's about to bring it down, the guy wakes up, like, in Screaming. A, in, yeah, in terror. Start movie. Start credits, yeah. So that's when, you know, like... 
it, it's it's like a Dutch angle. It's like a weird like f- like from the floor like angled view of like a, of a hallway, a hallway, and then the uh, the credits are askew as well. Mm-hmm. And so it shows like all the credits, and then we get uh, what's the next scene? Is it the guy driving up to the? Yeah, this movie gives very um, cozy fall vibes. Everything is like leaves changing. Oh yeah, leaves on the ground. It's very like very fitting for the season, I guess. But yeah, it's like a guy driving up and like there's all these people just like milling around playing. There's people playing cricket. There's a guy just like standing there, and you can tell it's like a it's a mental asylum. Yeah. So he goes in and he talks through. Oh, he's all covered in like dirt too. Yeah, you're like, what the hell's going on? And he goes in and like talks there's, to the receptionist. There's a receptionist, and she's like, well, he's not. Oh, he's like, can I t- see um. Doctor Lou Leo Leo um, Leo Bain yeah Leo Bain and um, she's like well you you can't see him he's he's not here and he's like well I was supposed to meet him was he busy no no he's always free he's like well if he's always always free why can't I see him and she's like well because he's invisible and and then like an actual like worker shows up and is like yeah um. You know, she's a great receptionist, and, like, you, you kind of get the feeling that, like, a lot of the hospital is staffed by the patients. Well, so so she also says she was a receptionist before she had, like, a, a psychotic break. Yeah. And, um, like, she's, like, kind of showing him through, and then you meet Leo, and Leo's, like... He's very woo. Very, yeah. like, new age, and very, and, you know, it talks about how... They're not patients. They're voyagers. Yeah, he like... He refers to them as my children. Well, and, like, you know, he has this these methods where he's very, like... Open. Open and almost, like... I I, I guess, like, not gives in to their delusions, but, like, kind of helps them in their own reality kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because there's, like... he tries to, like... He tries to, like, base uh, treatment, like, in what they're believing. Yeah. So it's not like he gives in to their their beliefs but he he kind of tries to help them because he knows that their reality is different from what what how we view ours and a big thing with him is he always talks about and i guess other people in the movie talk about too is how like when he believe we're all fucked up the world's we're all a little crazy and like you know the world what really is crazy what is normal like this the whole movie deals with kind of like that whole concept of like what is like actually insane and what is like normal and like how do you kind of balance yeah. where does things? where's the line yeah and you find out and um the, like the reason the guy who shows up is like covered in dirt is because like he had to like work on his car his because car his broke car down broke and, and um he finds out that he's going to be working on the third floor yeah. so he he's replacing he's replacing another uh psychologist or uh yeah another worker that got transferred to a philadelphia branch and, we and like he was working with like really like like the third floor is for the like the extreme dangerous people. like extreme like client like extreme uh voyagers yes <laughs> the ones that have like committed like really heinous crimes and like these are like people who have done some really bad mm-hmm. stuff so um so they go up and they like well, we get a quick. Well, we get a quick thing because like they introduce him to Leo first, and then it's like he goes home for the day, 
Oh, right, yes, go. So they're just moving into the town. They're moving into the town. And, and um, like, his wife is unpacking a bunch of stuff. And they show kind of his family life, like, with his wife. His daughter. And his daughter. His daughter's, like, super smart. Mm. And they mentioned something about how their sister... Um, their sister's coming to town? His sister is coming to town and, um, for a couple of days. And she's just getting out of, a, like, an institution? That she yep. had, like, a mental breakdown? So they're going to, like, house her for a couple of days yeah. to make sure she can transition well. And so... Um, and then it's, like, nighttime, and um, our uh, guy... Well, well, one of the... I guess he's, like... He's almost, like, the main leader of the villains. He's, like, reaching his hands out to the window, and you see, like, a shutter come down. Yeah. Like, like uh, immediately. And then it's, like, the next day, and that's when they're going to introduce him to the floor... So they go to the floor, and it's like a, you have to have a key card to get in because it's all electronically electronically locked, which is the key. And the guy keeps telling, like Leo keeps telling our main character, like, yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't want to do this, but they wouldn't let me keep them without some sort of safeguard. Well, they're like, well, it's better that they're in here than, than outside with out. the rest of the crazies, right? The world, um, and you know, the, he he meets them. And they're just like, where's, where's the old doctor? Yeah, and then he meets the like the orderly that helps with the place. And he's and like the... a PTSD war veteran yeah. patient. And he like shows them like he shows him how like to like arm the door because like... he has like his own room and like he's like it's like an electronically locking door. And he's always talking about, like, how, like, yeah, like... He's like, the only thing separating me from them is electricity. Like, it's fucked up. Yeah. And, you know, the, he introduces them, like, one of them is um, our guy from the beginning dream sequence. His name is... They just call him Preacher, and he hates when you call him Preacher. Yeah. But he's just, like, hardcore fire and brimstone. There's a... Uh, emphasis on fire. Yes. Um, a big... There's, like, a bigger guy who's, like... He's almost, like, childlike, and you don't know yet what the deal with him is. But you see him, like, p making, like, shapes out of paper. Then there's a guy they don't show... They don't ever show his face. They never show his face. Um, and then there's, the, like, the leader guy, like you said, the one that tried to, like... He's the most, like... He's, like, the... There, I guess... Or put, in control. Put together, like, but, like, you know, I mean, obviously they're all but kind he's, of unhinged, yeah. but, like, he's the most, like, reasonable out of all of them. He's, like, he's in control of the group, I guess. Because then it's, like, nighttime, and he's, you know, they're all laying in the room, and he's, like, he killed, he killed the old doctor. He killed the old and doctor. he's going to kill us. He's going to kill us, and we have to get him before he gets us. We have to, and the guy's like, well, how are we going to do it here? He's like, Preacher's not here. like, how are we going to do it here? He's like, not here. We can't do it here. The time will come. The time will come. Yep. So now we get a scene of the sister coming in. Yeah. And um, she's like, you know, talking about her stay and how she's like, found this new life and like loves like, it yeah. and everything. Rastafarians. Yeah. And everything. Very... And like, <laughs> talks about her time there. And then wants to take them out to a like a concert, a, a concert in the city, mm -hmm. and the the wife's like, "Well, I don't know if he's gonna like that. Like, he doesn't really like going into the city. <laughs> he doesn't like go. To, he and then like, immediately uh, he's like a Debbie Downer and like starts complaining about it the whole drive there. Well, they're driving there and like, you know, they're they're talking like um, 
like, oh, I heard he's got, like, all these, like, crazy, like, murderers there, and, like... Oh, yeah, and, and then... just like, I don't, like, please, can we please not talk about <laughs> who I'm taking care of? They go to this concert, they get in, and, like, he's the old... And it's, like, Well, a, they, they mention one of them is, like, a... Like, a, a child molester? Child molester, like, yeah. Um, and, like, they're just... We don't know which one it is yet, but, not like, yet. she's, like... She's like, I just heard there was, like, a bunch of, like, crazy people there, including, like, a child molester. And I was like, oh, geez, okay. Yeah. And then some heavy shit already. They go to that concert, and he's the only, and it's, like, a punk rock scene. And he's the only one that has to pay. So they make him pay the fucking cover charge. Because he's, like, the only one in, like, a suit jacket. Suit jacket, yeah. And, like, a tie. He goes in there, and it's a band. (laughs) A band called the Sick Fucks. Sick Fucks. Which is an actual, an actual band, band we it out. that they got for the movie, um, and they're performing a song called Chop Up Your Mother, Yep. which is, I will say... When, like, two of the women, like, the women are, like, carrying, like, these giant knives with, like, blood on them. It's a very catchy song. Yeah. I must admit. I, um, I do like it. Um, I love this scene, and everyone is just going insane, and, like, there's, like, a people moshing. Oh, um... Well, and so, even the sister starts moshing. So I guess it was before this, um, when they find out. So, so there's there's a scene before this where they're, like, all, like, walking around outside. Oh, and, this is when he um, lights the... Preacher the, asks the, for matches. He asks the, the new doctor for matches, and the doctor's like, I'm not giving you matches. Uh, yeah. Like, you can go ask Lou, but... Well, he's like, well, Leo. Leo gives me matches. He's like, well, like maybe that's different, but I'm not giving you matches. And he calls him, like, fucking blasphemer and all this shit. He goes, asks Leo for matches. He gives him matches. And then he lights his shirt on fire, starts flailing it around. And then they're all distracted, so... So the big guy goes into the office and finds the address of the new doctor. Of the new doctor. And, oh, and, um, because he has he's waving his shirt around on fire, the doctor, like, leans in, like, whispers something in his ear and... Our main guy's like, what did you tell him? He's like, oh, I, I told him if he doesn't stop doing that, I'm going to, like, hoist him up by his legs and chop him in half. Yeah. <laughs> and in the scene later, he also talks to the main, like, guy of the crazies. And that's when he tells him, like, yeah, um, you know, the big guy, his game is uh, he's a child molester. Preacher's game is that he um, he likes setting he likes setting fires in churches. The problem is he he likes setting those fires when there's people inside. And then you don't get too much on the third guy. No, like he's like just kind of like maybe the more normal one of the group. Well, he doesn't even yeah. It's very cryptic because he's just like me. There's nothing wrong with me. I just uh, I just like it here. Yeah, like he doesn't really. We don't know. He doesn't tell us. Well, yeah, two of them we don't know. We only yeah. get we only get really the background for two of the people, mm-hmm. and there's a group of four. Yeah, and but yeah, they go to the punk rock concert. They're there moshing, and then the power goes out. Yep. So power starts to go out the concert, and you're like, oh fuck! And then like it goes completely out, and there's a rolling blackout through the the whole town, which you already you know what that means. And of course, you know. They're in the fucking asylum, mental hospital, and they're like, it's time. It's and time. The, the guy, like, reaches for the window and, like, puts his palms on him. Nothing happens. Nothing happens, so they know. And so the... the fucking orderly is just fucked. When he's, like, trying to close the door and, like, can't, and then so he grabs, like, a little butter knife. 
Oh, like, he has. And, like, runs into the closet, and, like, they start walking past, but then two of them go back into the room. And then room. they, like, look over, and they go in, and they find him. They pull him out, and, like, the, the fucking big guy just breaks the butter knife in half. And then he, like, picks up the orderly and, like, literally, like, Bane with Batman, like, yeah. smashes him over his <laughs> knee and, like, folds him in half, basically. Folds him in half and, well, the guy just spouts off a bunch of biblical stuff. And they head out. They, they're, they like, some poor schmuck pulls up to the hospital. It's, it's like another doctor there. Pulls, we don't know him, but, like, he's, in like, another doctor. He pulls up, and, like, there's just people just milling around, and, like, he's just like, what the fuck? Then he sees all four of the, just like, walk out. level three people coming out. And he's like, oh, shit, and, like, tries to, like, start his car. And then, like, one of them shatters the window. And knocks him out, and then opens the door and just throws him out. Mm-hmm. And they drive away, and we see that like there's like a there's like a shopping plaza, and it's like total bedlam, like just people like, have gone people fucking leaving. nuts. And this is like the first night. I'm just like, wow, that that is insane. It's a cynical view of society. It it's very like you know, again the whole concept of what is actually crazy and what is actually normal. Yeah. It's the fucking whole town just going insane. Yeah, people are just stealing everything. Um, TVs, like, clothes, anything to get their hands on. And they go there, and of course, like, the, um, like the, like the, like the doctor and, um, his wife and his sister are driving back, and there's, like, a news report, like, oh, the power, the nuclear power station had a, like, outage, and, like, the sister's, like, concerned, and she's, like, talking about how, like, oh, they're just fucking lying. It's just gonna be, like, a meltdown, and... And then there's, like, a news report about um, how, like, other, oh, like, there's, like, there was an escape mm-hmm. at the asylum. And he goes there, and there, there's a cop there, and he says that they killed, um, they, they killed that orderly. Yeah. But they should be easy to find because they're in their hospital clothes. Of yep, course, the, yep. ne- the next shot is they pull up to the fucking shopping plaza and go to the clothing store. And they, like, one of them, the preacher finds an, a big-ass Bowie, Boa knife. We get a lit shot of, like, the fucking glass case of the knife. Just his, like, face smiling. He grabs the biggest knife he can. It's a good actor, though. Like, he, like, plays that creepy, like, pastor guy really well in this, actually. It gave and... me, like, I don't know. He, like, it, like, a long time ago, he could have he could have played a good Joker. Yeah, I think so. He he has that like fucking crazy laughter and like no, it all the like all the actors are like perfectly cast. And the other guy grabs a gun. The main like of the four grabs a gun, and then the the big guy tries to put on a giant's helmet, and it's too, it's and too throws small. it away. Grabs a bat and like bats everything away, and then our last guy, the unnamed unfaced guy, grabs a hockey mask and puts it on. And puts it on, and then... There's a guy, like, trying to put something in a van. He's putting a TV in a van. And the guy in the van just walks up to him and just takes, like, a... Like a... What the like, fuck is it? Like a garden rake? Yeah, it's like a garden rake. And like just, those three-pronged garden yeah. rakes? And just, like, like shreds his neck. Like, there's meat all over the meat prongs. Meat all over the prong and blood everywhere, and then they... And then it's, like... It's weird, because his mask is, like... Like he's having a giant nosebleed. Yeah, and they and, like... and they like see him and they're like he's bleeding, and then he just kind of like walks away, and they take the van and drive off. So yeah, so that's the supposed end of the third one. 
And I, I could have gotten, fourth I'm not going to lie, I could have gotten a whole movie of just those three driving around in a fucking van. Just going crazy? Causing shenanigans, like running over mailmen. <laughs> like an OG, better version of uh, Devil's Rejects? It, it, this would have been the most lit version of Devil's Rejects. <laughs> it just... Yeah, because they do chase down a mailman. That's just a random scene, so it's just a mailman doing nothing... And then uh, just delivering mail, and then he gets chased down by these dudes in a van. Well, the fucking guy is like that. I want it. Well, then he calls him crazy or something, and so the guy, the main guy, just like oh, he's like, are you an asshole or something? Throws it into reverse, gets all offended, and throws it into reverse. Like pile drives the guy with the van. You see him fly. He just away. like like yeets yeets off the fucking. Uh, the bike lands on the ground, and the preacher guy picks up the uh, the mailman. Um, His hat. hat, and we get a quick little scene of him trying to deliver a like a parcel to the house. Yeah, and um, yeah, because like the it's wife... basically just him confirming that that's where they live. Wife answers the door, and he's like, "Hey, so and so." She's like, "No, he's not here right now." And then you know, tells her, "Oh well, I I can only give this to him. Is he gonna be back later?" He's like, yeah, you can come back if that's possible. And he's like, oh, uh, that's that's definitely possible. I'll be back. And just kind of walks away. And, like, the sister, she draws up because of, like, everything that's happening. Because the power is still out. Um, the sister draws up, like, a, it's like an anti-nuclear power. Because they're going to go to, like, a rally. They're going to go to a demonstration. And they end up going to this demonstration and getting arrested. <laughs> Well, and we also get a scene of the doc- the our main doctor dude going to the asylum and figuring out that two people had died and shit's going down because one of the people that died was the orderly and he's like, oh shit. So and the they- doctor's in denial. So they definitely did escape. And the main doctor, Lou, is like, we we can't like hurt them. We just have to get them back here. And they, he's like... They're doing so well with their treatment. He says something like, well, you know, I mean, when everything went down, like they're... You know, they must have been, like, crying for help inside. And he just kind of makes a comment, like, well, I'm sure the three people they killed were also well, crying cr- for help. Yeah, he's like, not for as real. much not as much help as the three people they killed were needing. Yeah. You and know, like... Like, like, we're, like you, you don't get it. Like, they're... These people they're, are fucked. They're dangerous. And... But, yeah, so... Because what it basically does is it sets up, like, a situation where the sister and the mom... They go to this demonstration and they get arrested, so they can't come home. Yep, and the doctor, the main doctor guy, is dealing with stuff at the asylum, and so literally the daughter. So the daughter goes home, home to, to nobody, like an, an empty house, and she's sitting, and she's just like putting away her clothes, and the fucking big guy's there. And you're like, oh shit, oh god damn it, no. And then she's like, who are you? And he's like, well, I, um, your mom's not home. I was asked to take care of you. He's like, let's go up to your room, and she's like, no, I and don't want to go. Yeah, to my he room. takes like grabs her hand just to take her up there and then she doesn't go she goes to the kitchen and starts like drinking milk and he's just like you're like do you want me to make you something with paper because we saw earlier he was making like origami and stuff he's like i can make anything you want with paper and then like that scene ends and then we get a scene of um them in the jail cell the jail cell and the the sister and the mom are talking and she's like well i didn't know we'd get arrested and she's like i, I just need to make a phone call i need to call the babysitter to tell her to come over to come over and like you know take care of my daughter and so um a guy is there they got hit in the head at the at the 
protest. He has a big, yeah, bruise on his head. And he's like, oh, I got hit in the head, but you can use my phone call. I'm, like, you can take I'm, my it'll place. It'll be fine. And so she calls the babysitter, and the babysitter's like, yeah, I'll go check on her. So we get the babysitter coming up to the house. She goes in. Um, no one's there. And then she goes upstairs and sees the daughter's asleep on her bed. Yeah. And then she she um, calls... Her boyfriend. Well, first she calls... Oh, she calls the... the dad. The dad. Yeah. Tells him, like, yeah, everything's fine. Um, and then he's like, oh, yeah, well, um, can he's you like, stay there? Can you stay there and, like, just take care of her until one of us can get... Yeah. It'll be a few hours. And then she immediately, like... Calls her boyfriend. Puts down the phone and gets, like, a smile on her face and calls her boyfriend and he walks in. And there's, like, a pot... And there's, there's a like, trail of clothes going up to the bedroom. Going up to the bedroom and she's just laying there half naked, like, what do you... Like, come on. So we they, only have an hour. They kind of start getting into it, and then they hear a noise. In the closet. And so he, like, gets on his pants. He's like, oh, fine. Okay, so if, can we get back to this if I check the closet for you? And he's like, see, there's nothing in there. There's nothing in the closet. So he starts to, like, try and get back on the bed, but, like, something grabs him and drags him under the bed. He just disappears until you see the be- the big uh, bowie knife. Just come up through the bed. She gets all freaked out, and it keeps, like, coming up through the bed. And then, like, at, at one point, she's, like, she just, like, sitting there, and it comes up, and it's, like, right... Between her legs. Yeah, right between her legs. So she's going to make a run for it, and she, like, puts her hand down, and, like, comes right, bet- like, between her fingers. Yeah. So she runs and, like... Opens the door. Opens the door, and the big, the big guy guy's right there, is and there. he lifts her up. Like, has a chokehold on and her. And I, I looked it up, I guess, in trivia, um... They they did that without they did they pulled that off without any like, um. Like like he literally did that for real. Really. Yeah. Wow. They didn't have to like use any trickery. He actually managed to do that. I'm sure safely, obviously. Yeah. I mean, probably didn't hurt her, but like you know, um, that yeah, that's pretty impressive. And, and then it's um, and then later on, like they come home. And everything's fine. And everything's fine. They the, can't. Well, the cops it. are there because um, because the the girl basically told them who was there. They found out it's the fucking guy. Well, and of course the wife, like the wife, is all like pissed off, and she's like, "We need to get this figured out." Like, that, like there was a child molester like, here. She was like, "This crazy guy was around my daughter." Like, I don't like that. Obviously, yeah. you know. So like. Whereas the dad's just like, well, like, I'm just happy that nothing happened. Yeah. He's like, and they also brought the other guy from the jail cell home, and he's, like, kind of hanging around with the sister. Yeah, because he's getting along with the sister pretty well. And so they're going to, like, hold up in the... And the detective is like, well... well if you see anything... If you see anything, call. We'll, like, we'll get here as soon as we can within, like, ten minutes. And the husband's like... The doctor's like, well, why don't you stay for dinner? We got an extra table. And, uh, yeah. you know, let's just hang out you know it's it's all them and the new guy and the detective and the new guy says that he like he works on wind like wind power turbines and windmills which is great i mean it makes sense now but he was asking like remember when the the doctor was asking like so so how much energy does that generate and the guy's like huh he's like so how much energy does it generate and then he gets interrupted by the detective, and there's, like, a sound. Hmm. And the mom's like, well, what was that? He's like, well, the house, like, it's an old house. There's noises. And then there's another louder 
sound. So the detective's like, I'll go check it out. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll like, excuse me, I'll, I'll just go check it out to go check the per- perimeter. Goes outside, doesn't see anything. So he checks all the windows, goes outside, doesn't see anything. He's like, I'm going to check out front one more time. And then he pulls out his gun. So he obviously knows something's up. And he goes out to the front, goes, like, next to a tree. He's looking around, and you just see, like, a little, like, a bolt of a because, crossbow come up. Um, forgot to mention that, yeah, the guy, the main guy stole a crossbow from that store. So, like, you see a bolt of a crossbow come up, and it just fires, and, like, he just gets pinned to the, the tree, the detective. And the main doctor is, like, running outside to help him. And then the other, and the other guy's like, no, like, you can't. No, like, he's he's already gone. Like, like just, you have to, like... We have, we, to have pr- to we have to protect here. Think about ourselves. So he, like, locks the door, and they start, like, barricading everything. And then Bolt comes through, and they, like, have to barricade that. The sister starts having a full-blown, like, breakdown. Which is understandable in the circumstances. To where, like, they're like, okay, like, well... Like get her, like get her a Valium. Like Just we have to like keep her like calm, right calm now. her down, and even like the little the daughter is like, yeah, like I need a Valium too. Yeah, and they're like, no, you're not taking the fucking Valium. <laughs> <laughs> and they they see that um, the detective is like no longer at, on the tree, like he's just gone. And the whole time, Leo has been trying to call them. Yeah, but he's like, why wouldn't they answer? Like, I don't get why they're because the phone answering. is ringing. They even explain it like they're like, well, like, because they're sitting there and they're trying to figure out what to do. And he's like, well, the phone's not down, but like if someone calls, they're going to know the line's cut. And he's like, and the new guy's like, well, not necessarily if it, if it like, you know. If with, they, how, with how it went down, it would ring, but. But nothing no would go through, right. So they wouldn't have a clue. And at this point, while they're talking, the sister, like, just starts wandering off. Well, there's a. So, so there's a part where um, the detective's body gets fl- fucking flung through, like, a window. Oh, yeah, and they're barricading it up. This is right after they're talking about it because, like, it gets, like, just flung through the window. They start, put, like, stacking stuff up and nailing it And then, it board. like, you hear, like, all this commotion and the sister just, like, turns around and starts walking to the other room. And, like, all the commotion slowly dies down. And it's just, like, a one long take following her to the other room mm-hmm. and then she goes there and there's like an open window she just kind of stands there and a fucking like zombie thing a like zombie attacks demon her demon body attacks her and like she screams and they all go and like they're like what's wrong and like you see nothing's there and the window isn't even open mm-hmm. and um she's like she's like oh it wasn't real and i think i'm having like the brother's like you just need to calm down I think I'm losing we, we it. won't have it like we like we did <laughs> Like, don't worry, you'll be okay. <laughs> like, again, just full, like, psychotic yeah. break. And, um, finally, Leo shows up. And Mr. Uh, Wu himself shows up. He, like, they're, like, they're yelling at him from the window, and they're like, don't, like, they're all here, like, don't engage. And he's like, oh, great, they're all here. <laughs> awesome. I can okay, talk to them. I can talk to them. And he, like, calls them out. And the preacher guy starts, like, walking up, and he's like, oh, great, how are you? You're looking very good. Like, oh, I cannot believe you've, like, found me and, like, everything. And the preacher... I, sa- I know he, he said something, and then the preacher's immediately, like, fucking... 
He like raises up this tiny little knife and then slices his ear slices off. His ear off, and Leo's of course shocked. Gets in his car, tries to roll up the window, and like the preacher puts his fist in in the yeah. window so he can't roll it all the way up. And he's like, please remember like, the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. And he's like, you have like. Well, what does he say? He's I like, will strike down like righteous vengeance or something like that. <sighs> He's like, yeah. He's like, I will have my vengeance, saith the Lord. And like, he has an axe, and he like just raises it up, and then no and more, no more Leo. You don't see what happened to him. Yeah, but this is true. You don't ever see what happened to him, but you can guess like they probably like fucking yeah wrecked him. Um, so um, so they're looking out, and they see the cars empty, and the 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 dad's like, okay, well, like they came for me. I'm gonna try and go out. I'm going to go to well, the he, car. He, well, we also get a quick thing where he, um, cause he, uh, yeah, they do figure out like what the wife's like, what do they want? And he was like, wait, they, they think I killed their old doctor Yeah. and I'm probably going to kill them. So he goes out. So he like, you know, looks out of a window and starts like, yeah, he's alive. Like if you call him, so, like, call the Pennsylvania, like the psych hospital. department, like you'll, you'll, he's alive. You'll get him on the phone. And he's like, okay, so I'm going to run out to the car. I'm going to pull it around. Right as I get here, you guys run out, get in the car, and we'll all go and find before help. Before this, um, right before, they, uh, there's a fire. Oh, right, yeah, and he has to basement. go put it out. And the uh, preacher guy is there, and um, you know he hits him with the fire extinguisher and knocks him out and like puts, puts out, out the fire. fire. Runs back upstairs, and like they're all just... Um, in the kitchen. They're all in the kitchen, and they're all oh, the fucking. The, yeah, the, this is when they happened. Um, the, the big, big dude, guy, the big dude attacks. The big dude attacks, and the little girl. He's like running. He's charging towards the the doctor, and he has his like arms up with the bat, and the little girl like slices his shins. He slices his fucking kneecaps, and he like falls on I the ground. I was not expecting that. And the guy's, like, getting ready to, like, hit him with a fire extinguisher. And the uh, the new dude, like, takes a butcher knife and just, like, like puts it into his back. It's fitting because our doctor couldn't, like, he hesitates. Yes. Before. And so the... But the guy... He gets does up. Does not hesitate. Right. Hmm. And so uh, the big dude, like, starts getting up and the, the new guy grabs a bat and, like, hits the butcher knife deeper into the into his back. Yeah. And the guy like collapses. And then Oh, we should also mention, sorry, we're getting like <laughs> my bad. So when they when they go to fight, fight the fire with a fire extinguisher, they open the door where the fire extinguisher is. Oh yeah. And the two bodies of the um the babysitter and her boyfriend. Yeah, drop out. So we know their they're throats dead. cut. Um but yeah, the big guy's dead. So the the guy, the doctor goes out to the car and He's going to try to start it and drive away. Um, and he can't, like, it's not working. But in the meantime, tough. like, the sister is, like, she she's, like, hugging the guy, the new guy. Mm-hmm. And she's hugging him. And we see, like, a little drip of blood. Drip of blood on her eye. And then, like, it, it keeps doing this thing where it's, like, it cuts between the doctor trying to start the cars and this like more blood yeah more and more blood get on her and like, you keep thinking like oh is, is she like imagining something mm-hmm. what's going on well because she's not really reacting to it right not not at first so then he like 
he the doctor doesn't get the first car started so he gets in the other car and like drives it around and now she's like covered in blood and the wife sees it and, and she they, starts screaming and he starts screaming and the guy just like starts choking the well first he he takes the sister and like well because you see like oh he like starts like trying to kiss her yeah but there's just like all this blood pouring out of his nose and the doctor hears it and runs stops the car runs back in and, and this like, is when you in your head you know it's the hockey mask guy. Yeah. This is the fourth guy. That's him. That's him. <laughs> Connection. So uh, they're trying to like get him off the sister, and he starts like choking her. Yeah, and they they can't get him and off. And the the doctor's like, "You have to do it. You have to stab him. You have well, to." Well, no, the, the the daughter gives the mom a knife. And the and the doctor's like, "You have to stab you have him." To like, do it. And she like she like is freak obviously like yeah. freaked out like, and like hesitates. Yeah. And, like, she's like, "I don't want to." And like, he's like, "You have to. You have to do this." And like she like hesitates and then like just stabs him. Yeah. And then he like dies on the ground. Yeah. And they're all freaked out because like you know it's not easy for people to kill yeah. people usually. So it's not taken lightly. I kind of like how they show that like they're like very hesitant. Like they're not. Well, they act like real. Like real normal people would. Yeah, they're like, because like, real people would not want to take a life, no matter how much danger there was. Yeah, the only person in this situation who wasn't like, who didn't even hesitate, was the fourth guy. Yeah, he didn't even blink. Because he have like, he has like no emotion. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. So, um, except for the daughter slicing the kneecaps, she just was like, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck your couch." <laughs> No hesitation. <laughs> just fucking razor sharp fucking instincts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, like, those guys are dead. And they're all kind of like, I mean, they're, they're just fucking shaken up. And then our guy shows up. And he's, like, holding a crossbow in there. Like, the dad's, like, guarding his whole family. And he just, like, looks at them. And he's just like, you see? You kill. You all kill. You all kill. No, no one's innocent here, and, and then and you all die when you need to. And he's and the doctor gets up and he's like he's like just don't kill my family like he's like just he's like, like take he, me but don't kill my family like, take me don't kill my family please. And then the power turns on, and it's a news report about a psych ward in Philadelphia. And who do you think is on that news report? The old doctor. The old doctor, and he's giving a like a. Um, about about like yeah a report about like like because basically at this point like they the news knows what the hell's going on with these guys the escaped inmates and that's why they're talking to him but yeah, he talks about them and the guy sees it and he's like he's he's not dead and then he breaks the fucking tv and he like he like gets all upset and like leaves the crossbow on the the counter and just walks out of the house and then we just get this like shot of like the whole family and they're all just like thousand yard stare, and just you get a close up of the doctor's face, and he's like, "Well, I guess we made it." And then, and then we get the last guy. He's walking around the parking lot. You see, it's the punk club. It's the punk club. He goes inside. The guy's like, "It'll be an eight six dollar charge," and the guy like beats the shit out beats of him. Beats the shit out of him and takes the money, and then everyone like, it's like everyone "Yeah." Cheers. So he goes in, and he's like, he's like looking around, um, and like, you know, the... Chop sick, Up Your Mother song the, is playing. The, the sick fucks are playing Chop Up Your Mother again. And so he like, he runs into this woman, she's like, 
You were at the bar last time I came in. I know. Like, there I were, know. There was this other band. You were there. And she's just, like, grabbing him, and she's, I mean, either fucking drunk or high or whatever. whatever. And, and he, she, like, has a gun. And I, I, you don't even notice it at first. Yeah, and then he has a gun to her, like, chest, and she, like, she's, like, she's, like, it was you. You are real. Like, you're... <laughs> you're on the level. You're on the level, and, like, he, like, pointed at her chin, and she's, like, getting all, like, she's, like, excited about it. She's, like, she laughs. Because because immediately when he's like she's like confronting him, he looks scared, like he looks terrified, and then when he points the gun at her and she's like ha- pointing his gun at her face and laughing, he he gets this real happy look and on his face, la- and he has this look of like a fucking child on Christmas, and then credits, and then the movie ends, and I love that. That's a great way to end it. Like that's one of those like weird ambiguous endings. Yeah. But, man. I thought it was great. I thought, like, you know, how else could you have ended this movie? I mean, you could have ended it with the family being safe, but, like... You could have, but that ending, I don't know, it's like... It's like an extra, like, level of flair. Like, they just, like, add it in. Yeah. Well, it's just, I I like how ambiguous it is. Yeah. It's like... He's, like, you can tell, obviously, that he has some form of psychosis mm-hmm. but like you have no idea like what's actually like you don't know like is you he don't gonna know shoot what, her yeah you have no idea what he's actually gonna do and they just leave it open and like you can yeah. see for yourself you don't know is he gonna shoot her you don't really know because why is he movie, so happy during the movie they do kind of try to show you that he's like the most put together of the yeah. four like that's why he's the leader yeah um but you have no idea what's actually like what's going on mm-hmm. inside his mind yeah they don't, they don't the give one. they don't give you an insight of like what he did to get into the um oh no the institute or anything like that well, plus he was the one who originally came up with the whole thing <laughs> yeah exactly of oh he killed our old doctor He's i thought this movie us. was like really clever i thought it did a really good job of like it's not like a a a spooky movie but it's like it there's a lot of tension here and well, it's not spooky of... in that it's real yeah. I mean, they're not, they're real. Like, this could potentially maybe even happen. I think that's, like, a good way to ground it in reality. Yeah. Because, like, they do explain how they get out, how things happen. Like, they, they explain why they want to kill him. Like, they, yeah. you know, they, they explain a lot, right? And so, and, it's like. I mean, yeah, there's real, real things. Yeah. Mental illness, like fucking panic attacks i mean what well, also shows like different people dealing with like mental illness in mm-hmm. different ways too which yeah. is kind of insane like it's like yeah you don't see that a lot and like no. it's like kind of like interesting to see especially in a horror movie i've also never seen a uh like a home invasion where like a like a characters literally start having like panic attacks and they need like medication Right, well, and, like, you know... In but these, it's, like, in real life, that would that's actually probably happen. exactly what happened. Well, especially if they've had a history of mental yeah. illness as well. It's, like, it's it's just... That's probably what happened. Yeah. Well, and there's so also a scene like, where um, the sister was talking to the daughter um, in, her, in, like, her bedroom, and she talked about, like, how, yeah, like, I've always been, like, a little, like, scared of, like, the dark and all this kind of stuff, and, like, I've always been scared of, like, you know, boogeyman under the bed grabbing my legs, which happens to somebody in the movie yep 
It's it's unique. It's a great movie. It's unique. I really really liked this one. Like it 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 did a really good job at like conveying a good story, having some like horror elements and some like grounded like really well grounded in reality and making it all believable. Yeah. And it's really well shot. The acting is really good. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I don't know. Like it. There's a lot to love about this movie. No, this is great. Um, like I really enjoyed it. And I mean, look, if your movie has some banging music in it, mm-hmm. like sick fucks. Also, like good like makeup effects. The the like the deaths were pretty legit. Yeah. Like I mean, they weren't all like gory and stuff but they didn't need to be you know it's like yeah blood you got blood but it wasn't like a gore fest yeah but like it is good and uh i think it's definitely worth a watch oh yeah it's even if you hate like home invasion movies like i'm not a huge fan no, of them and either. i really enjoyed this movie a lot this is great the um home invasion... i would not describe it as a home invasion movie though i don't know what you describe there is as. home invasion elements to it but i don't know what you would actually like it's like a psycho killer slasher punk <laughs> punk rock movie. invasion movie. <laughs> I don't know, like there's it, it's hard to describe, but it it's just good at the end of the day. It's like it's just whatever it, lane it goes into, it succeeds. Yes. And I really liked Alone in the Dark. I thought Also it was, I wanted to mention it up. I do think it's funny. Um the fucking actor who plays Leo. He's the same actor who played Loomis in Halloween. Yep. And it's funny because he's like he's like the opposite in this. Because Halloween. Oh no, Loomis hated the patients. Loomis was like, you don't understand. Michael Miles is he's pure evil. He has to be killed and destroyed. He's fucking evil. He's just like paranoid as fuck. And in this movie, it's like the opposite. He's like, Wusa. He even like smokes like a, oh yeah yeah he's like, like weed or peyote. Well, that that guy's like oh you smoke. He's like oh no thanks. He's like you can smoke if you if you need to. He's like like a special herb. Need to ha I want to, and he's like I have the special thing Oregon Blue, and he holds it up and it's, <laughs> it's, it's fucking he's like weed. Constantly getting high and just like this he's giant total pipe. fucking like dude. <laughs> Deuterino fucking like psych doctor. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's great. I don't know. It's, well, it's just like it's those it's like a there's a lot of quirky. Well, there's a lot of character to this movie. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. Like everyone has a personality. There's a lot of touches like the, I mean like you don't you don't need, you know, the doctor to have like those personality touches. You don't need a sister who's like into Rastafarianism and like, you know, environmentalism, but like when you add those things, it, it makes the movie better. Well, I also love, like, in, like, times of stress, like, the two uh, parents will be, like, yelling at bickering. each other. They're, like, bickering, and they're like, I know I have to do that, and everything. And she's like, well, like, why don't you do it? And he's like, then he, like, realizes his mistake, and he's like, I'm sorry. Like, it, it's like just, that would actually, I feel yeah. like that would actually, like, something like that would happen, where you're just, like, so high stress that like your your only option is just to yell at someone, yeah. And you're just but like, you're not yelling at a hatred, so you still have to be you're like, just like oh. oh god, I'm sorry, <laughs> like, but I'm just, it's just a lot. I'm dealing with a lot right now, <laughs> and I I love I just I I don't know I really like how 
grounded this movie feels yeah. for like a B movie that a lot not a lot of people have heard no. of. It does it really well, and uh, I think this movie deserves more attention. If it's a, will say, if though, it was up to me, I I I know because the director of this went on to make one of my all-time favorite movies, The Hidden. <sighs> I love The Hidden. He also did. You know, that uh, makes sense, actually. He also did Nightmare on Elm Street Two, which is um, one of the most underrated fucking sequels of all time. It is, but I mean. I will say it's not the it's not my favorite Nightmare no, on Elm Street, but but it is uh, you know when we get to eighty five, we'll talk about it. Also, if you haven't seen it, what the fuck are you doing? Go watch Nightmare on Elm Street two, and go watch Nightmare on Elm Street three Dream Warriors Please. because it is fucking lit as shit. It's my favorite <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Please. Street. And if you haven't, sorry, a small plug for it, but if you haven't seen it, you need to go fucking. Well, my watch plug it. is if you ha- if you love action movies and sci fi, you need to watch The Hidden. Oh, absolutely. That's another one that like not a lot of people have like heard of, but like it slaps like hard. if you like, and also if you like like Twin Peaks, and um. And you think Kyle MacLachlan's a good actor? You fucking need to watch The Hidden. Go watch The Hidden. It is incredible. <laughs> um, small plugs there. Uh, yeah. So like three, this, three warriors and The Hidden. Go watch them. Like th- this director, it's kind of sad. Like I mean, it's it's crazy to think like that. There's like directors like this who make like you know quote unquote B movies, and your average normie won't know. care but when you're in the know oh we know you fucking like you see the masterpieces and it works he does he's a really he's a really good director i mean like yeah. all of his movies have been pretty good they're all good I've they're seen. all different and i mean this well, i mean let's just say uvi bowl is not no this is the, this is the quintessential alone in the dark right here this is the one this is the only one you need to watch. Sorry. Don't want. Don't go watch the fucking other one. Please don't. Never ever watch it. It is fucking god awful. It is trash. <laughs> it is absolute just gobbledygook garbage. Um, <laughs> shitty to pretty. What would you give Alone in the Dark? I mean, I have to. Ten. We have so many tens on here, but I have to give it a ten too. It's entertainment. Look, I I rated on entertainment, and I'm generous. Fuck it, ten. Yeah, it is. It's a ten because I fucking enjoyed the and, hell and out of like this, this movie. Is like, it could have been longer, and I. And here's have the thing: is more. like this is like a movie where I mean, th- there's movies that like we've given tens that like maybe mass audiences wouldn't give it a ten, but this like this is an actual movie. Yeah, it's got like it. It if you watch this and and we and we watched an HD version of it, and this movie looks fucking beautiful. But if like if you showed this to like a normal person, I don't think it, it, like I I think they would like it. Yeah, I think general audiences would probably like this movie. Yeah, and especially but, if if general audiences have been watching some shit ass fucking horror. If it if it's getting a little stale, go watch this shit. Like if you want some like actual like well written, like well acted, well made horror where like people who made it were actually using their brains <laughs> go you could do a hell of a lot worse watch than this, this. Movie. go rent it on amazon yep 
Stop watching those made-for-Netflix uh, movies. Please don't and, and watch. go watch this. <laughs> Please don't watch. There's someone inside your house. <sighs> watch this. This is the better. Cancel culture horror movie. Someone. Um, <laughs> and that's about all I say about that one. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be on the podcast years oh. and years in the future, but, like. It's, it's inevitable. You know, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, that's all I got. That's it. All right. For Honestly. The, for they mostly come out at night. This has been Will. This has been Alex. We will talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. People don't know the art of Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark. I am movable. I am the greatest. All right, so what we're going ha- to do here, see... We're gonna have a scene where they're just shooting at nothing, but like we're gonna make try and make it entertaining by playing a bunch of metal music. Ah, yeah, <laughs> love it, yeah. <laughs>